Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Ryan fingering his force away. Has options. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, back again, returned from Tennessee, a changed man, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Not much. I don't know if I can say a changed man. I didn't really experience Tennessee. Basically, just stayed at the hotel the whole time. <laughs> I heard that's enough to change a man, though. Yeah, is that not true? <laughs> yeah. What's the what's how, like? How much barbecue did you have while you were in Tennessee? Zero barbecue, Pat. Shut up. Are you kidding me? This so I went down for this uh, financial advisor convention. You know, it was great. We all cosplayed as our favorite financial advisors, and <laughs> uh, but no, it was held at this like big resort. So I was basically like kept uh, kept locked up in the resort the entire time so i basically like i could literally be anywhere in america and it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> jeez that's um, awful yeah yeah so i didn't really get to experience tennessee that much but i did get to hang out with a bunch of cool legacy folks oh hell yeah did you go out and actually like play some legacy uh yeah so the resort is attached to this i don't know if anyone's ever been there probably people from tennessee or the south know but i say at the Opryland, which is like this massive, massive hotel resort thing. Like, I checked into the hotel and they had to give me a map to find my hotel room. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> like my hotel room was like a wait in Tennessee, really? Yeah, I was shocked. There, uh, Pat, huh. Pat, there was a boat giving tours. Like, there's this massive indoor lake with a giant dome over what? it, and there was a boat that you could take to your hotel room. Who? All right, hold, all right, I got it. Who is going down to Tennessee? Like, why would they need like a massive place that like this? Is it for beats like me? <laughs> is it for like NASCAR? I guess they have like yeah, well, the Tennessee Volunteers. I guess they're a big college. I mean, uh, they have. It's just a massive convention center. So I mean, that's what I'm sure that's why they're there. But yeah, I can't imagine I how so. this thing's profitable. But guess it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> attached to it is this like also ginormous mall, like the largest mall I've ever seen. Um, and there's a TGI Fridays in there and a bunch of legacy players all gathered at the TGI Fridays to sling oh, some spells. Oh, man. So. They couldn't even get to a barbecue joint? For, I mean, oh, man. No, nope, we went to TGI Fridays, but it was still a great time, though. So Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, early shout out to uh, Justin, who put it all together, Justin Mullins. Uh, nice. Rob, Ben, and Drake, I believe, were the, were the people there. And yeah, we had an awesome time. Justin actually has like... Uh, 12 legacy decks put together and apparently he's been like running his own like jump started his own legacy community you know they, oh that's awesome they have FNM and he'll he'll lend out decks and um, you know some of the decks have proxies but a lot of them are just original cards and yeah he, he does a lot for the community down there so I definitely wanted to give Justin a shout out but hell yeah that's awesome yeah they were awesome so we all hung out we were super nerds at TGI Fridays. The waitress kept bringing us beers, and where we were slinging spells in the back of a TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird when you're out among Muggles playing Magic, and they look—they give you like that double, 
They give you that 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 once over and then the now, double take. Actually, these these waitresses are totally cool with it. They're like, oh, thanks for letting us like hang out. And they're like, oh, you guys are awesome. Come back anytime, hon. <laughs> In that southern nice. accent. That's <laughs> that southern hospitality, man. Exactly. So hell yeah. Well, I didn't have any awesome Tennessee barbecue. I did have a good time down there. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, my my weekend was not as exciting. Certainly not magic centric, but we had a. Uh, Luke's last soccer game on Saturday, and then both my kids had their last game, the last football games of the season on Sunday. So finally wrapped up both those seasons, which means my weeks have freed up. I mean, not completely because I still have class two nights a week, but uh, I have a lot more free time, which is like super exciting. Does that mean you're going to be playing some Legacy, Pat? Yes, indeed. Um, I was going to try to go to to, to, um, Time Vault on Wednesday, but I think my wife might be working extra. Maybe we're doing some OTNs on Wednesday, so well, I might try to head up to uh, Etsy on Friday. I believe on Saturday at Time Vault they're doing their Legacy Open, so I was gonna. Oh, really? Yeah, I was gonna check that out on Saturday. Go and oh. uh, sling some sling some Legacy. I might have to look into that. I don't know if I have plans. So my wife uh, like handles my social calendar, so <laughs> there are a lot of times you're where... too disorganized to do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I have this giant like uh, calendar in my in my kitchen. It's like three feet by four feet. It's uh so we write down all of our social events and because uh, so, otherwise I would miss everything. I'd miss my own birthday if it wasn't for her. So uh, I'll have to double check. But yeah, if, if you're going down on Saturday to a time vault, I might have to also show up. Hell yeah, let's do that'd it. Be, that'd be sweet. I actually have Legacy Goblins put together for Liam, and maybe I'll just come down and play that because I don't know. I mean, I guess Blue Red Delver did, had a fairly good showing this weekend at Eternal Weekend, but I haven't played any Legacy for since I think the last time I played was probably end of July or early August, uh, and I've played like zero games of Legacy since then, so I'm going to be pretty rusty, but... Time Vault puts on a good a good open every every month, so it might be worth going just to, just to hang yeah. out and... and Sling some and, spells. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's see. I, I did wanted to give a shout out before we get into our first uh, topic here. Our newest patron, Elijah Hannon. Uh, he's awesome. He's a perennial uh, contender at the LAL Opens and one of our locals here. I see him a lot at uh, Time Vault as well. So shout out to him. Thanks for, for joining the Patreon family. I hope you hop in the Discord if you haven't already. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, we have the, um, the LAL Pioneer event we have coming up uh, in December 14th, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. need to learn Pioneer. Apparently, there's already been bands I saw. Yes, yeah. Today, I believe they, they banned... Oh, geez, I have to go over it again. I but saw I believe it was... uh, Feldir Guardian, which I called. Yes. I just want to say, called shots. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, the infinite combo... <laughs> the, in, the turn four infinite combo deck Got can't bands. exist in Pioneer, right? <laughs> yeah, that and uh, the green ley line, which I was scratching my head at. I don't know why the green ley line got banned. Uh, but I, I would... think it was overpowered with Nykthos. I think that's uh, what I was that understanding. What it was? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then Anissa Planeswalker, is that what it was? Uh, I think I so. I, I stopped reading after I saw Feldir Guardian. Or Oath of Nissa. I don't, I don't recall. Actually, no, hold on. Let's let's do this right. Since we're gonna be since we're gonna be covering a pioneer event, we probably should have the uh Pat, I told you my coverage for the Leaving Legacy Pioneer event is gonna consist of why isn't this deck running Force of Will? Why is this mana base so bad? And where are all the combo decks? That's that's gonna be the entirety <laughs> of my pioneer coverage when we do this event. Here we go. Uh so it was Felidar Guardian, Leyline of Abundance, and yeah, Oath of Nissa. Those are the three uh, banned cards. Uh, and I guess they're going to be doing bannings. Uh, well, they'll, they'll have possible ban windows every Monday for Pioneer for the time being. So that's they're obviously going to want to keep it uh, 
keep it fresh and try to balance it as quickly as they can. So these are obviously sets that have never been tested together. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited about this format. I still have to put a deck together and, and start playing it, but um, I might do that on Magic Online since my, my time for paper is going to be like focused on only Legacy. But um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I would definitely wanted to get a bunch of reps with some decks and see what's out there so that we can uh, have some kind of coverage, uh, you know, uh, decent coverage for the event. But on uh, on uh, December 14th. But that should be a lot of fun over at uh, Gaming, etc. So keep an eye out for that. I think it's going to be a 1K, but obviously she always scales up prizes with attendance. So should be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, all right, well, so now let's talk about uh, Eternal Weekend, which was this past weekend down Hell in Pittsburgh, yeah. I believe. Let's get uh, this deck list, Pat. Yeah, so we, we're going to go over the top eight deck lists real quick. Uh, so because nothing was actually on, like, there's no uploaded lists on <laughs> yeah, we're, Goldfish. We're, or We're working off of imager, like, deck list that's, photos. <laughs> yes, that's correct. There are people captured deck list photos from the uh, from the actual stream. So bear with us as we go through these. Um, gorilla but reporting. It was, yeah, it was taken down by Tom Hertfelder. Uh, he was piloting Teamer Delver. Uh, so not surprising as Teamer Delver has really been kind of a standout uh, oh, thought, among all. For some reason, I thought uh, Depths took it down. No. Um. Hold on. That might just be hearsay. Fact check. Hold on. Uh, 2019 Legacy Champion. Yeah, Tom Hertfelder. All right. Don't mind me. Just ignore me. Uh, okay. You got that sweet, sweet City of Traders uh, trophy as well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest prize when it comes to uh, <laughs> uh, any of these things. Is, yeah, it's pretty uh, sick. Painting, yeah. Pretty sick. Um, all right, let's go down this list real quick because uh, it's got some cool inclusions. Um, so just don't go over the mana base. It's a pretty stock Rug Delver mana base with the exception of one card. Uh, so two Flooded Strand, four Polluted Delta, two Scalding Tarn, uh, three Trops, three Volcanics, four Wastelands, and a Waterlogged Grove. Which is the um, it's the pay it's the pay it's the pain land for blue for green or blue, uh, but it also lets you sack it to, uh, pay one sack it and draw a card, which is kind of cool. Uh, let's see uh, for the creature suite, they got four Delver Secrets, three Tarmogoy, uh, three Hooting Mandrels, sorry, three Tarmogoyfs, and two True Name Nemesis. Um, so Hooting Mandrels again, this is a card that we've seen kind of come back in Rug Delver. I'm a big fan of it. I think four four Trample is pretty sweet, especially because we've seen. Uh, Gurmag Angler take a complete nosedive out of the format. I mean, when was the last time you saw a Gurmag Angler? In like, I mean, it's just not around as much as it has been in the past. So, yeah, now that um, you mentioned it, I haven't seen much of them around. Yeah, uh, the Grixis, like Grixis in general, has just kind of fallen completely off the uh, off the map. I think. Um, of course, I'm sure some of our awesome listeners are going to say, "Oh no, it it top eight of the challenge, or whatever." But I mean, in general, like it's just not. It, it just hasn't been nearly as popular. I mean, the biggest problem with Grixis is it can't run Oko and Renna Six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment here. Uh, so let's see: four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will, four Lightning Bolt, four Ponder. Uh, this is kind of cool. It's running two Force of Negation. So I don't know for a while we we're seeing like the Miser's copy of Force of Negation uh, in the main deck. And now it seems like they're coming in, coming into two now. So it's kind of solidifying its place in the deck. Also running uh, two Spell Snare, which is a card that I absolutely love. Two Thought Scour. That's not a card we've seen in Rug Delver. Thought Scour, That's man. Pretty, coming back. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. You think it's just there to fuel, uh, bleh, fuel Hooting Mandrels? Yeah, I mean, it fuels Hooting Mandrills. It also fuels Tarmogoyf. Um, oh, sure, yeah. 
you know, it also fuels Ren and Six to a much lesser extent, but, you know, there are those corner cases where it will be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, Thought Scour paired with Gurmag Angler before, so I think it only makes sense to start seeing it paired with Hooting Mandrills as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Ren and Six, there are three copies of Ren and Six in the main deck here. Oh, yeah. No. No, yeah, so, and uh, since we talked about Turbo Depths, uh, we can look over this Turbo Depths list real quick. So this is running the like the four Elvish Reclaimer, four Hex Mage. Yeah, this is just straight up Turbo Depths. This is actually running Stifle and Brainstorm. So this is like the Bug Depths list from uh, from our friend Tom Hep. It is. It is. We actually we haven't had Tom Hep in the cast in a while. We should get it. You know what? I was I was talking him. to him. A f- yeah, I was talking to him a few weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's been doing a lot of stuff uh, personally." But I, yeah, we should have him back on, man. I like that guy. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, this Tom, is- if you if you listen to this, which you probably don't, because you probably have better things to do with your time, give us a shout. Come on the cast, man. Come hang out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so was this the second place list, uh, Jason Murray? With uh, you know what? Uh, because I didn't get a chance to watch coverage, I'm just like looking at the the. I don't know if he came in second or I don't know if he came in eighth. But All this right. is the yeah. This is definitely bug depths. Yeah, it is a pretty sweet, you know, the brainstorm uh, single stifle, which is Yeah, that's hilarious. that's the Tom Hep special right there. <laughs> Tom Hep special, single stifle, more yep. powerful than the playset because all you got to do is stifle them once <laughs> and then they're playing around stifle for the rest of yeah, the match. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Actually, you know what? Can we, go on a, can we go on a tangent here real quick? Sure. All right. So people always talk about playing around stifle. And this seems like this probably seems like an idiotic question, but tell me about a, like a... Uh, like, what's the strategy when you say when you say play around Stifle? How do you really play around that card? You have to make sure your opponent's tapped out before you ever try to fetch a land, like, or do you just wait till you have two lands and you can fetch and hope not to get double stifled? Exactly, what do you mean by play around Stifle? Because it seems like it's a tough card to play around. Yeah, I mean, it, it's predominantly involved with the way you use your fetch lands. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big one is you know only fetching when your opponent is tapped out which can slow your opponent down you know if they're waiting for you to tap out and you just don't ever tap out it'll delay them from actually fetching and using that mana every turn they'll just sit Mm -hmm. there with a fetch they're afraid to crack Mm -hmm. the other thing is you can force your opponent to fetch at inopportune times um like a early game if you go if your opponent's playing around stifle and you fetch a lot of times your opponent will fetch in response even if they mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to fetch right now like to say they want to they a more ideal play would be saving that fetch to shuffle away a brainstorm later on in the game sure okay but yeah. they're cracking it now because they're afraid if they don't crack it now they're going to lose it mhm so. it just seems like it just seems like a nightmare trying to like wait until your opponent's tapped out for you to like fetch yeah, it seems like it sucks ass. <laughs> I mean, that's that's generally my strategy. I just say fuck it and play straight into it. You know, yeah. if they have it or they have it, but just sometimes a lot. I mean, a lot of times playing around stifle does more harm than good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would think too. Um, all right, well, let's see. We had Daniel Damato, which is a name I've definitely heard before. Um, I don't think we've had him on the cast, but I definitely know this name. Uh, playing ad nauseum tendrils, and this is definitely the ant build with an empty the Warrens four tutors. Uh, tendrils in the main, dark petition. Not running the wishclaw talisman, it looks like, but that's something that we've seen come into some of the uh, some of the storm list, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, I, what I noticed, which is interesting, is he's running the Xantid Swarm in the sideboard, and mm-hmm. that is a card that we have seen take a nosedive since it has. Yeah, it, has. It, it seems to come in and out of favor, right? Maybe because yeah. people they're running like Veil of Summer now, that maybe they're like, oh, we can get the get the green back in there. 
Yeah. So, well, so they're like running that. abrupt decays and stuff too. So I mean, I think it has more to do with just like it's really easy to kill these days with all the you know pingers with Ren and Six yeah. floating around. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it into an elk. Yeah, turn it into an elk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Adam Vincic or Vincic. I apologize, Vincic. Uh, if I'm butchering your name on four color Delver, uh, let's hold on. They call this four color Delver. Am I missing something here? Mm, why is this four color Delver? I don't know. It maybe they're calling it four color. Four color because there's a surgical in the sideboard, but yeah, that's a lie. It's, yeah, it's it's rug delver. <laughs> so it's that was a delver. lie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know running three trops, three volcanics, four wastelands. Um, very similar to the other list we saw actually, uh, but uh, running the full stifle package, two spells pierce, two spells snare, uh, and just the one force negation. Uh, let's see, there was a blue red delver list piloted by Dan Savage. Uh, let's see. I like it. Two Brazen Borrower. Two, four Delver. Four Dreadhorde Arcanist. Two Young Pyromancer. That's a threat suite there. Interesting. Uh, chain, a Chain Lightning. Four Days. A Force of Negation. Force of Will. Do, 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 a Spell Pierce. And Four Stifle. Okay, so this is like the Stifle package for uh, Blue Red Delver, which is interesting. Yeah, that, uh, that Stifle. Man, it, so many Stifles in this top eight. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I love Stifle and Blu-ray. I mean, obviously the deck did well, so who might I say anything? But um, and I'm I'm surprised to see Brazen Borrower in Blue yeah. Red Delver. <laughs> like it's just I mean like I get it. Like if I'm gonna spend three mana, I kind of wanted to have a a true a true name nemesis. But I suppose like I wonder how often they're tempo valuing it. Like how many times do they bounce something and then next turn play the Brazen Borrower? I mean, I guess it's really sweet against like chalice decks because you can bounce chalices. Oh, and that's a good call. Yeah, that's one. That's the one thing I can think of where like I mean, I guess it's also good against merit lages. Um, but a lot, so many times they just they just rip out your 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 answers uh, out of your hand with uh, thoughtseize or duress or inquisition of Kozilek. Um But I mean, I guess there's, there's I mean, it, it bounces like obviously it bounces planes. Well, it bounces every every you know non land permanent. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I guess I have to pick up a couple copies of that because I don't have any brazen borrowers. I might, I might need them for the open this weekend. Yeah, I like. How it. fast can Haruya get them to me? I'm curious. Probably not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we have Jeremy Fihan, Fahan, Fahan, uh, four color Delver. Now this is true four color Delver running a Badlands, uh, three Trops, an Underground Sea, and two Volcanics, and an, another Waterlogged Grove here we see. Uh, this is actually running two copies of Gurmag Angler, so there we go. Uh, already have uh, uh, put my foot in my mouth tonight. <laughs> um, four Delver Secrets, four Tarmogoyfs, two Abrupt Decays, four Brainstorm, four Days, two Force of Negation, four Force of Will. Uh, man, so <laughs> ten free counter spells in this deck. That yeah. is something. Uh, four lightning bolts, two okos, uh, four ponders, a spell pierce, and three renin six. God damn, I hate planeswalkers. Let's see what else do we have here. Uh, Patrick Owens also on a blue red delver list, and this is a de- this is a list that's much more close to my heart. And if I'm going to play this weekend, this is probably what I'll be piloting. Uh, he's running four delver, four dreadhorde arcanist, four swift spears, three storm chaser mages. Pew, 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 pew. Love that card. Uh, four brainstorms, four chain lightnings, four days, a fire blast, four forces, four bolts, po- uh, four ponder, a pre a two preordain, sorry, and two vapor snag. I love that. Um, I like that list quite a bit, actually. So, 
looking at this top eight as a whole, we basically have six Delver decks, mm-hmm. a Storm deck, and a Depths deck. Uh, yeah, because that there's one more deck. Oh, sorry, that was Jeremy Fion. So I think he was already on this top eight here, right? One, two, four, five, six, seven. So I have seven decks here. I don't know what the eighth deck was. Uh, so I have uh, is it, so I have blue red Delver, four color Delver, blue red Delver, uh, a rug Delver, which is listed as four color, but it's actually rug, ant, rug Delver, turbo depths. And the other page that we had was actually enough, was the same Jeremy Fion four-color Delver list. So there's actually one deck list that's omitted from this list here. I'm curious what it was. Oh, yeah. That was only seven. What Let me hold. Seven? Give me another moment here. Momento. We are unprepared tonight. We, we, we recorded a little earlier than normal. Oh, I don't think we're going to get this, Pat. It looks like the eighth deck was never shown on stream. Yeah, well, I'm hoping sometimes I I could have sworn that they had um, just the straight up like meta like the um, deck archetypes listed uh, somewhere on Reddit. So I'm actually uh, looking for yeah. that right now. Oh, here we go. Okay. So oh, so there was a, a there was uh, I have the top eight here. Excuse me. Uh, so there was the Turbo Depths, which was the Bug Depths list. Uh, there was Ant, two Blue Red Delver. Though I guess it was two four color Delver lists. I'm curious if one of those was actually that other rug list. Uh, so it was probably uh, ter- blue, uh, Bug Depths, Ant, two Blue Red Delver, one Four Color Delver, two Rug Delver, and a Bug Delver. Interesting. Yeah, so a lot of Delver in this top eight, Jerry, is what, we're, is what we're getting to here, right? So much Delver. And I think that really has to do, like, I don't even think Delver's the offender in this case. I think the offender is just freaking Oko and Red and Six. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I I already came out. I titled an episode Modern Horizon Sucks. <laughs> I fully believe that. I really don't like that card. Um, and I, that's something I just, hasn't played in the last three months. I just hate talking about it every week. I just feel very blah about the current legacy meta. Yeah. Which sucks because before Modern Horizons, the legacy meta was awesome. It was fucking great. You remember that time after Deathrite Shaman was banned and before Modern Horizon was printed? Like that was some of the most fun I was having in Legacy in so long. And I think the Mulligan rule change, I still firmly believe that is in uh multiplying the effects that we're feeling with all of these decks. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the Modern Horizons printing and then the Oko printing. It's just like I just feel I like something needs to happen in the legacy meta. And I know people say like Oko and Renin six aren't good enough to be banned. And I agree with them on a strict power level wise it is, but it's just like they make the format less interesting. Yeah. I mean like, look like, um, <sighs> death, right. Shaman is not like an, an insanely powerful magic card, right? Like the problem with the death, right. Shaman, I, this I'm gonna people are gonna hate me for this for saying this, but like Deathrite Shaman in a vacuum is not insanely powerful, right? It's like it's a it's a one mana one two. Uh, that's fine. Um, I think the issue with Deathrite Shaman was that it had such a homogenizing effect on the legacy format that it was like you're playing Grixis Delver or you're playing the wrong deck, pretty much. And that's that's what it kind of feels like with Rug right now, where like if you're not playing Renin Six, you're not playing three copies of Renin Six in your main deck, like you're doing the wrong thing. And it's just made uh, all these. I. 
I don't think that's the case. I don't think hmm. that Renin Six and Oko are having the same effect that Deathrite Shaman does because like it's not homogenizing that we're seeing like variations of the decks. I just think that the play patterns that Oko and Renin Six lend themselves to are just unfun, uninteresting games of magic. I, I can't speak to that because I haven't played. Like I said, I haven't gotten a chance to play in the last three months. I just, to me, when I see like a top eight and six of the decks are Delver and like most, like, you know, most of them are running like some number of Run and Six and Oko. Um, I, I just, I'm just not a fan of that, man. I just don't, I just don't like Run and Six as a card. I don't, I mean, it, it's bad enough to play against a Wasteland deck. But it's 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 worse to play against a deck that is able to recur wastelands and ping all your small creatures at the same time. What, what was the thing uh, Cyrus I think tweeted out today? Oh yeah, early yeah, just before we were on cast, I was talking to Jerry in the pre-show. I'm like, oh, did you see Cyrus's latest tweet? <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, like trying other strategies in Legacy right now. Man, Ren and Six and Oko really suck when you have creatures in your deck. It's like, yeah, yeah dude. They're terrible <laughs> like, to play That's against. what I think gets the root of it. It's just like yeah. Ren and Six and Oko attack decks that play creatures. Right. Oh, and so like, the cornerstone just... of magic? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, I mean, to me, like the best part of legacy decks are the ones that are playing some number of creatures. Like, I get people don't like Delver of Secrets. And like, you know, maybe it's not good for the format in general. And I'm not going to argue that or belabor that point. But. Man, I just I just really don't like Renin Six. I don't like that card. I don't like any of the planeswalkers that have static abilities. I just I just don't like them in the format. And I think I think that um, you know, Wizards really wanted to go home run on some of these sets that they've put out lately. And I think that they they want to engage and have people in the eternal formats be really excited about the cards that are coming in, right? Like it's really fun. I mean, how much fun have we had like talking about these sets that have been released uh, when we're doing, like, our set reviews. It's been a ton of fun, right? Like, it, you're kind of pouring over the cards, and you're finding all these super powerful cards, and it's great. But, like, at the same time, it's also pushing so many cards, so many really powerful cards in the format that it becomes... It just changes too much. And, like, I think it's, the, I think it's like, as a legacy player, you want some change, but you don't want that much change at once. Because, like, part of the reason the format is so great is that it's so slow to move. It's so slow to change. Cards don't often find their way. Cards aren't... They're not, there's not a lot of cards that are powerful enough to find their way to the format so often. And I feel like in the last, you know, six to eight months, it has been the opposite of that. Like, we have seen so many cards. I mean, just from Modern Horizons, there's been so many cards that were so good that came into the format just out of that one set. Um, and it just, I just feel like it shook it up too much. And I, I know that's like a have your cake and eat it too scenario. And I apologize for, you know, not being able to, to walk that tightrope well, but that's just kind of how I feel on the subject there. It just feels like we want change. No, not that kind of change. You know, like we want, we want it to be fresh. No, no, not that much, too much, too much freshness, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with the shakeups. I'm, I'm fine with that. I just think like planeswalkers in general are a terrible card type yeah especially when they're like when they're fucking two or three mana like i i just i mean jace the mind sculptor is like a fine planeswalker like if it's four man a four mana five mana planeswalker i'm fine with that but when they're getting to like be two mana and three mana that can do a ton of things that are just super it just it just doesn't feel that good to me you know I feel I like, know. can we just get a blanket ban on any Planeswalkers printed after 2017? <laughs> Honestly, like I would be fine if they got rid of, yeah, I mean, I would be fine if they got rid of all Planeswalkers in Magic. I don't think they're good for the game, personally. 
they're just they're just un- they're, they're just unfun to me. Great, I, I get they're great for Hasbro's marketing strategy. No, though. I mean that's ex- <laughs> I mean that's exactly what I was going to get to. Is like it's it's all about marketing. It's all about creating these characters and having them be powerful and having these you know it's just it's just about marketability of the game, right? I get that they're marketable, but it's just to me Planeswalkers the, since the first time I found out what the fuck they were at an F and M. I was just like, oh, these really suck to play against. And, even, and since then, I just haven't liked them. Really, really don't like them. I think we need a royal assassin for Planeswalkers. I want <sighs> I want one, so, one rainbow mana for a haste creature. Tap, destroy target Planeswalker. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I, even if it was like a suicide assassin where like you, That's just, a, you well, sack it, you tap a sack it to, to destroy Planeswalker. No, that wouldn't work. So, like, that's the big thing with Planeswalkers and why the answers that we have now aren't good enough is you always get Planeswalker, you value off of Planeswalker. So Mm -hmm. just having a one-for-one answer, you're still behind. You traded your answer for their Planeswalker, but they still got value off of that Planeswalker. What if they they redid Planeswalkers and said, like, their activations are like... Uh, creature like cre- like tapping a creature I, where yeah did you get you that can't... off the Reddit the legacy subreddit because I saw that someone someone made a post about changing the way uh, the rules interact with planeswalkers where basically planeswalker abilities um, are more like interactive on the stack no 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 I did not see that well no, what I was thinking was like when it comes into play you can't activate its ability until like it basically comes into play as being summoning sick and you can't activate its ability until the following turn. I think that would put Planeswalkers in a much more reasonable spot. Yeah, I think that would. I think that would also make 95% of Planeswalkers completely unplayable. Fucking great. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess that is the end goal. <laughs> that's the end yeah, goal. Right? Like, oh, uh, that, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, that, then like, then Renesix becomes like, oh, you played Renesix. Now I can, now I have an answer. Like, I have a bolt. Like, oh, I can attack with a Delver, you know, like a flip Delver. It's, it's, it becomes a lot more answerable. Uh, at least in the sense of like the decks that I play, and just like yeah, I mean I don't know, man. I just I just don't like Ren and Six, man. I really don't like that card. Um, I wonder if that's why we see so many more. Hmm. Yeah, if you think about so many it, more force the- negations in the main decks of, of like we've seen an uptick in force negation. I wonder if that's because we have so many more planeswalkers in the format. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, like, Planeswalkers all have haste. If we just remove yeah. haste from Planeswalkers, that would significantly lower their, their power level. Yeah. Yeah, and that would, like, I think, I just think the latest ones have been really, like, pushed. And I just, yeah, I think, I mean, I think they should, I think someone should bring that to Watsi, someone who's not me, because they're not going to listen to me. They don't care what I have to say. Yeah, I'll send Gavin a letter. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, we got it. We got it. I'm sorry. You know what? Let's have Gavin on the cast. And we'll just berate him for an hour about how much the latest sets, like how much they fucking stick in my craw, and I hate him so much. The um, set's not Gavin. I like Gavin. He's cool. <laughs> Gavin's just going to be like, I just do the Brawl decks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I just dress cool and like go around the world and take pictures of myself. Come on, man. Relax. Um, all right. Well, let's let's put uh, EW behind us here. I will try. We'll probably go over it again um, in a little more depth if I get a chance to watch some coverage. But I, again, I was just busy this weekend with uh, final games, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but we did have the Legacy Challenge drop uh, in our laps here. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's talk about this legacy challenge. Okay. Uh, so let's see. We had Simiteon taking it down um, on a... I guess you'd call this... Would this be like medium depths? Or is this like slow depths? The Dark Confidant 
Elvish Reclaimer version. Uh, I'm pulling it up for the first time here. Oh yeah, sure, that. sure. Also, this is running. So we we uh, the the last LLL Open, we had Freya who finished in the top eight, uh, just behind our winner Curtis, um, and she was playing the Once Upon a Time depth. So this is very similar to the one. Well, not very similar, but similar to the one that she was playing in. That it is running four copies of Once Upon a Time, which is seems pretty sweet in depths. Um, it is it does issue a copy of Mox Diamond as well. Which is pretty neat, but uh, yeah, this is playing two dark confidant, four elvish reclaimer, which is the uh, single green for a one two, and it gets plus two plus two if there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. And then you also get to uh, pay two, tap it, sack a land, search your library for a land card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, and then shuffle your library, which is kind of like a sim- similar to a crop rotation effect, which is kind of cool. Yeah, repeatable I mean, crop rotation. I would even say this this goes into slow depths territory. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's not it's not running any Lotus Petals. It's not running any Elvish Spirit Guides. It's running mm-hmm. the it's running the Dark Confidant, even though it is only two Dark Confidant. I'd I'd, I'd put this in slow depths. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It, it, this is running the the aggro plan in the sideboard of four Tarmogoyfs, a couple Plague Engineer, a Lily of the Veil. I guess not like aggro plan, but more of like the, you know. The creature centric plan on the sideboard, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big difference. Like, I think the prime example was in the Leaving Legacy Open with uh, Curtis mm-hmm. uh, playing Turbo Depths and Freya playing uh, Slow Depths. Is that, you know, Curtis had one game plan in mind. He was going to make a Merit Lage, and that's how he was going to win the game. And if he didn't make a Merit Lage, he wasn't going to win. <laughs> Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, this, play, this deck can very much win off of the back of. Uh, uh, Vampire Hex Mage, Elvish Reclaimer, and even Dark Confidant beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's sweet. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and next we got... What T. Is Wilder Grixis, in second place. Yeah. Grixis Control, looks like. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, running, like, the four Arkham's Astrolabe and, like, seven Planeswalkers. So this is, like, the my nemesis here. Three yeah. Jace, an Oko, and three Ren and Six. Yeah, this is actually Snow Control. I'd classify this as. Interesting. Yeah, but it is running. It is like it's not like the blue white version or the Jess guy version. It's like straight up bug colors. Yeah, it's like uh, cool. bug Snow Control. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. There's no red. It looks like. Yeah, just bug Snow Control. Yeah. Uh, Plague Engineer, three Snapcaster Mage, three Tarmogoyf is a creature package. Uh, they're running an Inquisition, three Ponder, and a Thoughtseize, and then a bunch of, uh, let's see, three three Abrupt Decays, four Brainstorm, two Fatal Push, four Forces, uh, four Force of Will, I should say, a Coligan's Command, Liliana's Triumph, and a Tyrant's Scorn, along with four Arkham's Astrolabe. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a interesting pile deck here. I, I haven't seen a Bug Snow Control deck. Uh, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Pretty Just sweet. Tyrant Scorn is a card that seems to be making a uh, making a pretty strong push lately. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think we haven't seen more Tyrant Scorn just because we haven't seen more blue black base decks. Mm-hmm. And Liliana's Triumph over the Edict. Interesting. Well, I mean, Liliana's tri- Triumph is just a straight up better Edict. Yeah, I mean, there's not running any Li- Liliana's main deck, uh, nor any in the sideboard. Oh uh, yeah, then I guess you're right. In that case, <laughs> there is the corner case scenario where you might want to edict yourself to get rid of like some bridge from belows or something like that. Right, which you can't do with Lily's Triumph. Right. Interesting. Uh, what is this next? 
This is a really interesting Rug Delver deck. Yeah, this is the Rug Delver with... Uh, Look at that creature suite. <laughs> yeah, so four Delver, four Tarmogoyf. Okay, that's pretty normal. Three Elvish Reclaimer. Oh, what? Yeah, it's like it's almost like it took an old school uh, Rug Delver list with like Nimble Mongoose and stuff and mm-hmm. just replaced the Nimble Mongoose with Elvish Reclaimers. It's like, I mean, we, it's, got, it's, we got a better 3-3 three, three now. <laughs> it's a one-mana 3-4. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. I wonder how often you have that many lands in your graveyard. I guess, like, with the Wastelands, I mean, you're able to buy back oh, yeah. rents with, with Renesix a bunch of times, so... Three, yeah, I guess Three or sense. more, you need three land cards. I mean, two fetches and a Wasteland, that thing is that thing is becoming a 3-4 pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, it's good to go. And it just f- fuels your Tarmogoyf, and yeah, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Jacob of... Jacob of Amber, I guess? Jacob... Jacobo Famber, I don't know. Any spaces in these moto names, man. Uh, <laughs> running the uh, Monorit Stompy list. Yep. Uh, this this is a this is a uh, a deck that I think our friend Zach Turgeon could get behind. Four Chandra, four Karn, four Rabblemaster, four War Boss, two Magus of the Moon, four Simeon Spear Guide, uh, Chalices, Chromox, Trinospheres, Blood Moons, Ancient Tomb, City of Traitors. Let's go. Everything's now- a mountain. We're only halfway through the list, and already the Legacy Challenge is way more diverse and interesting than EW. Completely agree, which is weird because in in on Moto you feel like it's a lot more. Uh, yeah, usually it's more solved, and people exactly. Have stuff yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh man, I'm not. Gonna, uh, Ma Fuzz Van Gogh. <laughs> I don't know if I said something dirty there. Uh, <laughs> on Fuzz Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, Ma Fuzz Van Gogh, um, the, the great artist, impressionist artist. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is Dredge, Breakthroughs, Cabal Therapies, Creeping Chill. That's pretty cool. I've actually never played Dredge with Creeping Chill in it, but it seems like it would be pretty good. Uh, let's see. Strifo piloting uh, his Strifo pile in sixth. Strifo, I know you're listening. I, I'm going to have you on the cast. I he promise. does not listen to this. There's no way he listens yes, to he this. Yes, he does. Podcast. He messes me on Twitter. Shut. No. He, yes. No, he. There's he, no way. I he I keep meaning to have him on the cast, and I keep not setting it up because I'm bad, Pat. Jeez, Jerry. Remind me next week if, to have to Strifo on. If he listens to this, and I'm so sorry if you do, yeah. Like, just <laughs> message me. I'll I'll handle it. Jerry's <laughs> incredibly irresponsible, Chase. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, Yasu Yasi, Yasu Yasai in seventh. Uh, this is the this is the the deck I was talking about. That's pretty cool. Did you just uh, sum up Strifo? Strifo's list is just another Strifo pile. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess it's not right because it's actually I just said that and I didn't even look at the list, but it's actually not because it's yeah. running. Yeah, three Dak, uh, which is which we see in his decks. Two Jace Dak. Oh shit! I did not know Dak Fading got reprinted with this art. Yeah, it's pretty dope actually. What is that from? Uh, is that like a spell book art or a box topper art or something? So, yeah. What is this like full art Dak Faden art? I have never seen this before. <laughs> Jerry does not play Dak Faden, but. Yes, he wants, I do. He, he oh, needs... my God. <laughs> Punishing Ice, man. Punishing Ice there. I have. When was the last Dak... time you played Punishing Ice, Jerry? Like 2016. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is also running an Oko and two red and six. So even even Chase has not been able to uh, to get away from the. Uh, the awful uh, influence of of uh, of Modern Horizons, but this is also a list running Brazen Borrower, two Plague Engineer, three Snapcaster, and two Tarmogoyf. And then uh, let's see, Inquisition of Cause, like four Ponder, two Thoughtseize, and then ooh, okay, so Eruptic K, two Assassin's Trophy, four Brainstorm, 
to Drown in the Lock. Jerry, do you know what Drown in the Lock is? Hell yeah, I've been playing it in my Blue Black Sneaking Show list. You wait, hold on, what? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I have. Oh my god. Oh, no. Jerry, have you strayed from the path the, the path of light? Have you gone into the darkness? Yeah, Blue Black, man, it's where it's at. Brazen Borrower, Wish Claw's show and tell, man. We talked about this like three episodes ago. Ah, that's a long time ago. It that's like a almost time. a whole month ago. It is. It is. Uh, so just for people who might not know, John and Locke is a blue-black for an instant. You get to choose one. Counter target spell with a CMC less than or equal to the number of cards in its controller's graveyard. That's pretty cool. And then, or uh, destroy target creature with a CMC cost less than or equal to the number of cards in its controller's graveyard. So that's actually kind of a neat modal spell there. Yeah, it's super useful for uh, combo decks because it can either kill a hate bear that's preventing you from comboing or help protect your combo from another counter magic or discard deck. Now let me, so it's like, like, let, super let's flexible. Say, let's say I have like a crop rotation Bajookabog, right? And you go drown the lock and then you choose, it, let's say it resolves, right? And you choose the mode on it. Mm-hmm. Or I guess you have to choose the mode on it before it resolves, yeah, right? Yeah, I think like it just, put, like, you can still target it, that's fine, but then it just fizzles, like... So like let's say yeah let's let's say I Bajukabog my graveyard or I like you know whatever does that fizzle the spell then yeah I'm pretty sure oh. it does I mean I'm no judge and I've had my shady judge calls so <laughs> do you take... play Legacy often <laughs> uh, yes yes I do I'm just quite bad at it uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see four force of will two punishing fire a spell snare. Uh, yeah, so running like the 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 Grove uh, Punishing Fire package in this deck too. This is actually pretty cool. This is not the Strifeo pile that we're used to though, for sure. No. So I, I misspoke. I'm so sorry. He's not going to come on now because of me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Blame Pat. Yeah. Well, it's my fault. Uh, yeah. So Yasu Yasai. This is the 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 deck I was talking. We were talking about in the pre-show as well. Uh, running the four Bone Crusher Giant, four Eilon of the Revel, a Goblin Carrier Maker, four Goblin Guide, and four Monastery Swift Spear. So already the, the creature package, I'm like, oh, interesting. Uh, Bone Crusher Giant, which is a card that like I've actually never cast before. It is uh, two and a red for a four three creature. Uh, when it becomes a target of spell, Bone Crusher deals two damage to that spell's controller. It also has the instant of Stomp, which is uh, damage can't be prevented this turn. It deals two damage to any target. Um, so one thing I want to ask you is, I noticed that they're running four Seal of Fire in this deck. Is there any reason why they're running that card? Because I didn't see any reason like to run it. And <laughs> like it could just be four shocks, right? Uh, I don't know why. I, I, I'm curious as to why there's four Seal of Fire. Um. While you're thinking about that, I'll just go over the instance. Uh, well, in the sorcerer's instance, four chain lightning, a forked bolt, four rift bolt, uh, three fire blast, four lightning bolt, a magmatic sinkhole, two price of progress. So this is like uh like a, a like a almost like a burn list, right? It it's, is. I'm just curious why it's for, seal of fire and not and not shock. Why is it seal? Sometimes like you would see people run it like this is way back in the day, but you would see seal of fire with tarmogoyf because it's an enchantment, so it would like help pump tarmogoyfs up. Sure. I'm just not seeing anything in the deck. Yeah. Is it I yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I just I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. Okay. Hey, if anyone of our listeners knows why Seal of Fire is being run in this deck, please let me know. I'm very curious. It's a cool list though, I like it. 
Yeah. Don't see Goblin Guides very often anymore. Yeah. I like the Bone Crusher Giant. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How does it how does the the story mode work exactly? Like you can cast it as a sorcery and then recast it as a creature once it hits the graveyard? Well, it doesn't or, ever hit the graveyard. So basically you do stomp, which is one on a red. Damage can't be prevented this turn. Stomp deals two damage to any target, which uh-huh. I believe is pretty useful because it allows you to kill uh true name nemesis with non targeted abilities if there are Whoa. a deck. Really? Yeah, because damage can't be prevented, so True Name Nemesis can't protect itself. But you still can't target the True Name Nemesis. You need something yeah. like Pyroblast or something like that, which... I guess it's an instant, so, like, if it was, uh... Huh. So, like, if, if, a, if, a, if a True Name oh, Nemesis yeah, if, blocks if, a like, creature... Oh, yeah, if, like, the True Name, like, blocks something... And then, then you then stomp you in response? Yeah, then that should make it so that you can kill the True Name Nemesis. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how it works with, like, things like, uh... Not Skullcrack. I'm trying to think of what the other thing is. But lightning Helix? No, not Lightning Helix. I forget, but um, that's how it works with other No, Helix isn't. No, I think Skullcrack, right? Damage yeah, can't is be it Skullcrack? Yeah, I think so. Damage can't yeah. be prevented this turn. Helix is the drain, the the red-white drain, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Yasu Yasai. Yes, Yasu Yasai. I hope I'm... I'm definitely butchering that as well. Uh, but that's pretty neat. Like this mono-red burn oh, list almost. Oh, okay, there are Lightning Bolts. What's that? I was for a second. I didn't see the lightning bolts. I'm like, is he also not running lightning bolts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Four chain lightning, four lightning bolt, three fire blast. You know um, what? This deck could could really use Pat some sin prodders. Throw some sin prodders <laughs> in there. That that'd be great. Jerry actually doesn't sit on a chair at anymore. He has a stack of sin prodders he sits on. So he's just hoping for that card to pop. <laughs> I guess with uh, with Pioneer, maybe prodders. it will. Man, you never know. Never know. Never know. Uh, let's see. Last last one we're going to go over. Cartesian in eighth place uh, running a Rug Delver deck uh, with three Ren and six, four Delver, two Hex Drinker, which is a deck card we haven't seen tonight, uh, With even with all the Rug Delver lists we've gone over, three Hooting Mandrels, two True Name Nemesis. And then and the only other spicy card in here, the, this is running thought, this, the Thought Scour, but it's also running two Fire Ice, which is interesting. Um Man, but yeah, that's that, that takes me back. I haven't seen a fire and ice registered in a long time. Yeah, I think I had one in like the sideboard of a Delver deck for a, like a long time ago, but not. I haven't played it in forever. Man, <laughs> I was getting such PTSD flashbacks to to the Death Rite Jamin days because <laughs> we've seen like five different rug Delver lists mm-hmm. today, and they're all pretty much the same with just like, what's your favorite creatures? <laughs> like, do you want the Hex Drinkers? you want the Hooting Mandrills? Like, <laughs> you want the Sylvan? What is it? The Sylvan... Safekeeper? Yes, yeah, not Safekeeper. Oh, uh, 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 Sylvan... Uh, yeah, whatever. The one that pumps. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Elvish, yeah. Elvish Reclaimer, not Sylvan. So if you, Elvish Reclaimer, yes. it's just like... Just different flavors of rug. Hmm. I, f- I feel like we just basically talked about, like, we have vanilla ice cream. We have vanilla with rainbow sprinkles. We have vanilla with chocolate sprinkles. We have <laughs> vanilla with some caramel sauce. Just like, what flavor of vanilla do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, so uh, this, this top eight, uh, a little bit more diverse than the EW top eight, which is interesting. Yeah. The legacy challenge is a, a bit more interesting. So that is actually a bright little bright ray of sunshine yeah i i'd be interested to see what the overall breakdown of ew is if they come out with that hopefully um, they do i know there was like uh, around 600 participants i think okay maybe 
So yeah, good. Uh, seems like a decent turnout for uh, for EW. They're always like smaller than a legacy GP, but still a pretty good, pretty strong turnout. So that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully the rest of it, and maybe we just got like only the best decks shaking out in the top eight, and the rest of the meta was more diverse. Because yeah. I don't think I'd like to play in that meta. <laughs> yeah, no, it certainly doesn't seem friendly for a sneaking show. I'm, I'm kind of heartened to see that uh, there was two Blue or Delver lists in the top eight of uh, EW. But again, I don't think I want to play Delver Mirrors all day, and that's a lot of Delver in the top eight of that one. So yeah, for real. But sometimes that's just that's just how it breaks. Like you just randomly get a bunch of Delver in a top eight. It's just it can happen sometimes. Sometimes they just draw the cards when they need to. But um, all right, well, was there anything else you wanted to go over before we started wrapping things up tonight? No, that pretty much does it for me. Okay. All right, well, let's get into Scoops and Poops, Jerry. Scoops. Oh, you, your voice broke on that one, man. Are you okay? It did. It did. Jerry needs yeah. a lozenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. Oh, no. Well, you've been holding it together tonight, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go over Scoops and Poops. Jerry, who are you scooping in top eight this week? Uh, I kind of blew my load early on and uh <laughs> scooped in the tennessee guys so i'm gonna re-scoop them in uh i had a blast uh playing in a tgi friday so uh rob and ben and drake and especially justin for putting it all together and also for everything he does for the legacy scene down in tennessee uh if you're in the Nashville area i definitely should be uh you know hitting these guys up and uh playing some legacy because it's a good crowd nice that's awesome that's Hell awesome. Yeah. Uh, how about poops, Jerry? Uh, poops. Uh, I got. I'm pretty good. I, I ran out of you know Parmesan cheese for my pasta tonight, so I was a little upset with that, Pat. Now, so. are you like a guy who has Parmesan cheese? Like, do you get like do you have like a like a real grated Parmesan cheese, like Parmesan Reggiano, or you just get like the craft out of a green bottle kind of Parm cheese? Uh, I, I have to know the answer to this. It's a very um, important. I'm lazy, so I go with the pre-grated Parmesan cheese. But no, no, you can. I mean, you can get real Parmesan Reggiano cheese grated, but yeah. like it come, you know, it's like a little bit more expensive. It's a much more pungent cheese. It's real. It's real Parmesan cheese, not like not like the stuff that comes out of a craft bottle. That's what I'm asking you. Like, do you use real Parm or are you using that imitation shit? It it, it depends. It okay. depends. Okay. Sometimes when I want to feel like trash, I'll I'll get that. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be fancy. I'm just I'm a fan. Just... I'm a fan of like real Parmesan cheese, except the the green bottle stuff. I'm not a big fan of. But I mean, I'm fun. not gonna lie. There are gonna be times when I just want to eat an entire box of pasta to my face, and sure, you know, yeah. who who hasn't been there, Jerry? That that green bottle is is always close by. But for sure, I will say I'm the type of person where I will my like Parmesan to pasta ratio is close to fifty fifty. <laughs> so <laughs> going going with the good stuff gets expensive. Good gravy, good gravy. All right, well, I guess we don't need to know who you're pooping on this week because it's nobody if you're having that much cheese. <laughs> I mean, sometimes to, you know, really stretch the dollar, I mix in a little sawdust to, uh, <laughs> you know, keep it going. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, let's see. Who am I scooping on top of this week? Uh, I'm going to scoop in Michelle, all the people over at Etsy. I don't know if I did uh, after the uh, open, but had a great time over there as usual. So I'll scoop them in the top eight. And uh, I also approached her and said, hey, we should do like a Pioneer uh, event soon. And she's like, all right. Gave us a couple dates. Jared and I picked one, and then we realized we just roped ourselves into doing a Pioneer event, and we don't know much about the format, so the, that should be fun. This whole, like, mutual decision thing, Pat Pat said we should do a Pioneer event, and Michelle said, okay, here are some dates, and then Pat looked me in the eye and said, you're doing it on this date. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you couldn't do it on, the, on one, and I said, yeah, I mean, that's basically how it went. Pretty much, yeah. 
That's true. That's true. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to scoop in. Uh, scoop my two boys. Finished up their football season this year. Uh, was a ton of fun. Really enjoyed coaching, even though I, I tore my hair out most days. Uh, but the season went by fast, man. It felt like, you know, beginning of August or mid-August. I'm like, oh boy, have about 12 weeks of this to go. I felt like it was going to be really, you know, incredibly, uh, what's the word? Like it was going to go by real slow. It was just going to be treacherous. Uh, but it went by Argu- fast, man. Argu- arduous. Arduous. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, but it went by quick, man. It was uh, a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with those kids, and uh, I'm excited to get them into off-season workouts next week. Uh, we'll be hitting the weight room, and uh, we'll be starting OTAs shortly after that, and I'll uh, be looking forward to picking up some guys off the waiver wire from other towns and uh, hoping to take home the, tr- the Super Bowl trophy uh, next year for a flag. Even though it's not one, I'm going to make I, them make one for us. I think you're joking, but I'm only like, like 50% <laughs> sure. I did uh, I did write on my Twitter that I told my kids, uh, no mercy, kill them all. And people were like, did you say that to children? Did you really say that to kids? Hell yeah. I'm like, definitely. hey, you should have been there. should have been there. Yeah, I yell at my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I send them off the field when they don't block. Yeah. Uh, Pat also tells his kids, if you're not first, you're last. And- I, no, I do tell them, like, if you don't get your head out of your ass, you're not playing for me. I tell them that often. Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That is true. Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Sorry. <laughs> you got to get those edges somehow. I definitely had flag thrown on my pl- one of my players this uh, this past weekend for stiff arming, which I thought was legal, but apparently is not in flag football. Apparently that's that's not flag guarding, like where you whack someone's hands away, but you can't actually stiff arm, which was news to me. So, uh, but it, 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 no, it was it was a fun season. I think a lot of all of our kids really. Uh, Grew as football players. I had a couple of kids really come out of their shell, which is really exciting to see them come into the season like really shy and bashful. And by the end of the year, you know these kids kind of breaking out and being their own person was pretty exciting. So, but anyway, that, that's my scoop in the top eight. I have no poops this week except for maybe uh, R and D's at at Watts. He's able to take six hour lunches because they said they're going to have an uh, announcement about Pioneer after lunch in like three and a half hours post uh, post noon. They finally came out with a pioneer ban and restricted announcement, so I thought that was well, kind of funny. Pat, uh, you do know that? Uh... No, no, no. I'm aware. They came out at like it came out at like five thirty, six o'clock. It was like incredibly. Oh, really? late. Yeah, it was incredibly. Late. <laughs> they had a working lunch, Pat. They had yeah, a working apparently, lunch. <laughs> apparently, they have like the most lax uh, restrictions on a uh, lunch break time at Watsi. So good for them. I like it. Very progressive area, so I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got, man. Oh, you know what else? I'm gonna poop on people who complain about hearing things on Twitter. Like, oh, too many elk memes. Oh, everyone's complaining about Watsy. It's like, just don't go on your Twitter if you have a problem with it, man. Or don't follow these people. No one's making you do it. These fucking millennials hate them. The worst. Oh, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. That's another one of my favorite phrases, the okay, boomer. It's so good. It's so, so great. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Jerry, before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. Awesome. All right, well, follow good. us on it. Follow us on Twitter at LLMTG. Follow Jerry at JMEE3RD. Find me at Pat Uglo. The stream is twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. <laughs> find us on Patreon. Find us on Hipsters. Join the Facebook group. And you can email us leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. Of course, as always, thanks to Justin Lutz, our audio tech, our sound engineer. And uh, he's my personal like uh, liaison to the USPS. Which is great. The United States Postal Service. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I give him my mail, and he gets it. Make, make sure it gets mailed out for me. I think you're just, you know, 
taking advantage of his uh, kind-heartedness. I don't think that's part of his contract, Pat. No, I'm definitely taking advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, okay. Well, as long as you know you're taking advantage. (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to catch you all next week. Bye. Uh, I kind of blew my load early on. Jacobo Famber.